Hey there, Papa Girl family. This week, Jason and I are sitting down to discuss a topic that is definitely near and dear to my heart right now, and that is how to be productive at home in the midst of all this chaos that's going on right now. I work from home for a living, so I've had a little bit of experience with this, but I'm sure we have some listeners who are having to figure this out for the first time, and so that's why we really want to discuss this today. Jason, I know you've got quite a bit of experience working from home, don't you? Uh, yes, sir, Chris. Uh, I have an office here at the, at the house as well as at church. And so I guess for some, that may be an unfair advantage because I can go to another place to get productive if I'm not being productive at one. Um, uh, but it, it, it was it was a transition that was not always easy for me when I did start working at home. Um, and so I, I, what we want to do today is take what we've learned and what we're learning and just offer some tips. Uh, for everybody about how we can be productive while we're at home. Uh, one of the first tips I would give, uh, and it seems it seems basic, uh, but it is really profound. And uh, I I read a very small book one one uh, one day by a a former Navy SEAL, and his uh, one of the first pieces of advice that he gave was make your bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought. Okay, this is this is this is silly, uh, but the 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 rationale behind making your bed is it's a a very simple pr- uh, task. It is one that does not take long to complete, and you are able to see and complete a task at, very early in the day, and that sets me up for for victory uh, uh, as the day goes on. Just to see yeah. a task completed, and so. Yeah. Uh, it may, it, my kids always ask, why do I need to make it if I'm going to sleep in it in, in, in a few hours? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's a, it's a productivity exercise. And so yeah, absolutely. I would encourage, I would encourage people make your bed. Now connected with that is, uh, I would also encourage don't work in your pajamas. Uh, I, there is a, um, there is, there is mental, uh, stability and it does something to how you perceive yourself and your day if you just get ready, and, and so I would challenge, you know, encourage people uh, get ready as though you were going to the office, uh, and and don't work from your in your pajamas. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I worked in you know a corporate environment for eight and a half years before I went off on my own, and actually longer than that. I'm sorry, ten years, and I wore khakis every day at the polo, you know, and so. Um, one of those, one of the hard things is when I left and started working from home was that routine, you know, I was done wearing khakis for a while. I was, right. I was done. I was done doing that normal routine. I kind of needed to break from it. But now, now I found that I'm like five months into it. I'm finding you have to have some of that get up and get ready in the morning, you know, cause you're, you're I'm built that way. And that's what I have right. I've operated for the, the past 10 years. And so it's for me to go cold Turkey and, you know, roll out of bed in my jammies and my jam jams and try and get a productive when you're in your jam jams you know <laughs> your mind thinks you're ready to rest and disconnect but if right. i'm if i'm working in my jam jams then i'm i'm also all, all i'm all of a sudden confusing myself you know i could make sleeping difficult if i do that too much because right. i am seeing my jam jams as as work clothes. <laughs> my Paw Patrol jam jams. Not a, not a, we're not sponsored. Um, yeah. <laughs> One of the tips I would probably talk about, and you kind of mentioned this in our intro, but having a dedicated work, if you have the ability to have a dedicated workspace, yes. do so. 
Um, Excellent. Now, now my I have my I do have a dedicated workspace, which is great, uh, but it's also in the middle of the house. And so, when the kids we were in our normal routine, the kids were going to school. The wife was 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 working. It wasn't a problem because it's just me right. and the dog. But now, you know, with everybody being home for an unforeseen amount of time, um, I'm having to, you know, put my headphones in, my noise canceling headphones, and turn them up loud, or I'm having to go out in the garage or find different ways. I've been like, I took a conference call today in the bedroom. Um, right. And so just having to find different ways to do that. But if you can have a dedicated one, I would do that. And along with that is um, enjoying the space, enjoy yeah. your space, make it to where you enjoy being there. I agree um, with you. Cause I'm a, I'm a cluttered person. I mean, you could ask my wife, but uh, I'm a pretty cluttery person and my desk can within, within 12 minutes of me cleaning it up, it could have a thousand things piled on top of it. Um, and so <clears throat> even yesterday, last night, before I went to bed, I came in here and just cleaned my desk off because when I sit down, I want, I want to, I want to be productive. And for that to happen, I want to, I want to want to sit here. Does that make sense? I want to be here. And if exactly. I'm sitting at a desk that's cluttered with stuff, it's just frustrating. It's distracting. It's annoying. And you don't want to be sitting there. And so that's one of the tips that I would definitely share. Not that I'm the best at it, but I'm figuring that out for sure. Yeah. And I would, I would agree. And I've even heard of people taking, if the, if their designated space is in the center of a room or if it's another common space in the house, I've even heard of people taking mask and tape and, and literally putting that on the floor and creating that visual boundary and even making it a game with the children uh, that, Hey, once daddy's in this space, then, uh, it's hot lava. And if you come in here, you burn, you know, it's just, it's one of those <laughs> yeah, visual, visual markers. Um, with, and, with and those listeners who don't have small children, please understand <laughs> that this is a, a game all that the small children are playing. So just to provide some context, continue, Jason. <laughs> Sorry. And connected to that, cause you're talking about your clutteredness and, I, I think you've got to. I, I would. I would offer the tip of identifying and wrangling your weaknesses toward productivity. You know, you, if if my I, if I don't think well with a cluttered desk, then I need to make sure I have it cleaned up before I begin. Um, if my weaknesses are, I get easily distracted. Then what am I doing to wrangle that uh, into a direction where I'm I'm I'm, I'm removing as many distractions as possible. And so I think it's um, just being aware of how you get unproductive is helpful. And then right. I begin to take proactive steps uh, to to reverse that. Yeah. One of the things that seems to be working for me is my wife brought home like these huge post-it notes. They're like 24 inches. They're like two feet by three feet. They're huge. And I've taken those and I literally take a huge Sharpie and I'll just write all the projects I have going on and some of the basic tasks. So it is my, a lot of people use little to-do lists, but I want mine right. big and bold. And I literally have it hanging on the back of the closet door where I can see it from my desk. And it, for some reason with me, it's almost like having a whiteboard. I don't have a whiteboard in here, but I have never right. to have all the tasks I need to be working on. I can visual, visually see them. When I walk by, I can see them. Um, now, obviously there's, there are some negatives to that, which is, when I'm hanging out with my kids and I'm walking them to their room, I can see my task. And so it can always be on the front of my mind and I've got, it's on me to figure out how to disconnect from that. Right. Um, but, but definitely having some kind of to-do list that, uh, 
that I can stick to. And also, I think do you mark do you mark things off when you're done? Oh yeah, I take a big victory. You know, I take that marker <laughs> and it's a big old mark for it when it's done. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we launched a new website, the church, this past weekend, and it still needs work. But one of the things is on my list, and I have it in all caps. It said "finish website." And so today I grabbed it and just in the middle of the day, for no reason, I grabbed that marker out there and put a big X through it. You know, that just felt very rewarding to see that visually. I'm a visual yeah. person. Right? I'm a creative person. And so I see things more visually than I do um, on, a, on a notepad all the time. And so right. um, it's it's been very helpful for me. Well, good. And, and, and you know, connected to that is I, I to help. I'm like you. I, I need to have direction. I need to have goals. And along with those tasks, I, I would encourage each of us to set one goal for each of our roles. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I am a pastor. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. Right. I'm a board member. I'm a, I'm a professor. And all of us, if I need to take each of my roles that I'll be operating in that week, and I have found it helpful on Friday for the next week to set a goal for that role. So as a dad, what's one goal as a father that I want to set? Uh, and yeah. so uh, that, that's been real helpful for me to help me stay on track right. um, if, if, I am, if I'm having to govern myself at home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, one thing I've been looking at, and then I was kind of want to talk to you about it too, because I've struggled with this. Is I've heard a lot about block planning. You know, plan your day in blocks. You know, just planning your day out, right? So don't let your day control you. Control your day. And the, and the biggest comparison I have this to is if you've ever done like a zero dollar budget, to right. where every dollar every dollar you get has a name. You would think that would be very constricting. Um, but when you actually start doing it and you kind of get into it, it feels, feels very freeing because when right, you have budgeted right. money for this thing and you go spend it, you don't feel guilty. You don't feel like you've, that, that exactly. you might be doing something wrong. Um, so like if we can take our schedule and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I have been terrible at this so far. Um, I'm trying to figure it out, but if we could take our schedule and plan it out in detail, like, you know, I got two hours for this project. I got an hour for this. And even if it's, I need to be, I need to be a dad for this hour. I need to be a husband for this hour. Um, I think that's, that's something that we definitely, definitely could do that would uh, make a big impact on that. Not let let our days run away from us. Yeah. And I I think that's a good illustration. A good analogy is the, you know, the, 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 using the budget language, because essentially we're, we're budgeting another commodity, our time. And and I think, I, I think that's a great, and for me as pastor, here, here's how I how I've blocked um, my day. I uh, I give my mornings to the Lord, my afternoons to the church, and my evenings to the family. So those are the broad categories uh, that that kind of guide me in my yeah. own day. Yeah. Um, the uh, another tip that I would I would give would be. Um, to use a tomato timer. Are you familiar with a tomato timer, Chris? I have also no known idea. as the Pomodoro. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> in the ni- in the nineties, there was a uh, 
uh, and he was an author, uh, Francisco Cirillo, and he wrote a book about productivity. And he had just an old kitchen timer that was a tomato, and you you know you twist the, the tomato, and it and you could twist it for five minutes, ten minutes, seven minutes, whatever, and uh, and that's what Pomodoro means. It's tomato, and uh, and it's a it's a technique for productivity. And this was helpful for me whenever I discovered this because. I found that I would I would spend an hour and a half, two hours sitting in a chair trying to work through a message or a task, and I would just be getting the law of diminishing return. And the principle behind the uh, Pomodoro technique is you, you have a task and you say, how long will it take me to do this task? And you work for 25 minutes. Your timer goes off after 25 minutes. And there's apps that have this. You don't have to, you don't have to get a tomato timer. But um, <laughs> you work for 25 minutes. After 25 minutes, you take a five-minute break. You go get coffee. You walk around the house. You do another task unrelated to what you're doing. You come back. You set the timer for another 25 minutes. And you do four rounds of that, essentially. Um, and and now your, your task is complete. And you take about a 20-minute break. And then you begin your next task. I have found that it has it has been a, a helpful technique for me to uh, the science behind it is that it allows your mind. It helps to improve your attention span and to uh, help your concentration. And so I would recommend you know if somebody researching the Pomodoro technique and um, uh, it, it doesn't work for everybody, but it may work for for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime you add structure and stick to it in the midst of a chaotic situation, it's going to help uh, focus our thoughts and be able to get things done. I did look it up on Amazon, and it is only ten twenty nine or ten dollars for prime delivery. So, just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, tomato timers are ten dollars for prime delivery, um, and they also have different types of fruits. So, you got your choice. Um, anyway, or you can just or you can download the app on your phone, and and it, I don't think it costs anything. Oh, okay. Well, there is that. Um, so one thing too, I was going to ask you about is when my family's at home, um, it is extremely hard for me to focus and be productive because I, I feel torn. Um, I even sometimes feel what I call unnecessary guilt that yeah. if they're here and I am, and I've got my headphones in and I know that a kid's not acting the way he should or the way she should. And, even though I know that my, my, I trust my wife to take care of it, there's still um, some unnecessary guilt that can go on. And have you experienced that? And how do you deal with that? Yeah. And I don't know if I do it well. Yes, I have. I, I, I will have to, I preach to myself and I have to preach to myself uh, messages of no condemnation uh, because I feel that, I feel that that's unnecessary guilt. Um, I, I couch it with, Jason, you, you've spent designated time with your children um, and, and you've been intentional. Uh, it's not that you're neglecting them. Uh, I need to be I need to give my a faithful eight, nine, ten hours to my employer. Uh, that's I'm, I'm responsible there as well. If I find myself neglecting my children when I'm not on the clock, if you will, then um, then then it's harder to. I, th- I think some of that guilt is is justified, but if right. if if I've communicated well with my family, hey, 
uh, in these next three hours, daddy's got to work. Then, um, when, when I, when daddy's not working, I'm going to make sure I'm not working when I'm hanging out with you, that you got all of daddy. And, right. um, and so I just think you have to, I, I've had to preach to myself that, uh, it's, it's important for me to be, to be a good steward to the church and that I need to, I've got to give the church time. Um, and, and it's, it's easier when to work at home when I'm, when I'm doing good at spending intentional time with my family off the clock. Um, but it's, it's, it's not easy. It's a, it's a mental, I have to, I have to preach to myself. Yeah. Um, One of the words that you said there, I think is really important is communication with your family, your kids. Like, um, I think communication in the midst of all this is super important just to understand. Um, and it goes both ways, right? That you don't, you don't want to make sure that they don't feel neglected, but you also right. got to get across the point that, you know, sometimes I've, when daddy's working, daddy's working. And, you know, um, and we, we've gotten fun with it in the, in the past. I've put, you know, those, you go to a store and it says, it's got a clock on it, on the door. It says, be back at one thirty. You know, we, we've done that before. We've, we've made little, uh, I, I put a chalkboard on the outside of my door and I said, I'll be, you know, daddy be done in two hours or one o'clock. And then they, they'll, I'll hear them write notes on it for me. And, and so I, I think there's creative ways where uh, we can communicate the boundaries and, uh, and they understand. The, the, the challenge for me has been um, I, I've always seen my home as this is the place where I come to. This is my refuge. And uh, I don't want my home to own, you know, to, I don't want to lose that refuge ness. Uh, and it's only seen my home as a place to work. Uh, right. I, I have I have the luxury now of my my room, my office now at the house is I it is fairly separate from the rest of the house, and so I can walk out of here and go to the rest of the house and and feel like I'm not at work. Right. Uh, yeah. But, but but that's the challenge is once I'm done, how do how do I clock out in my head and and give all of me to my family? and leave the rest in that room back there. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's the hard thing. Yeah. And some days it's harder than others, right? If you're in the midst of a big thing and yeah. you feel the juices are flowing, but you've got other responsibilities. We just, we've got to, we've got to deal with it on a case by case basis. And I think you're right there. And, and, so, and when you don't, when the juices aren't flowing, I think you got to be wise to say, all right, I'm not going to use this block of time today for this. And I'll go be with my family. And I think right. they'll see, They'll see that that investment of of um, hey, daddy's not just if if daddy is not coming out then then uh, the juices are flowing or whatever and he needs to be in there uh, but but I think we got to be wise not just to just because I put three hours on my calendar sometimes I'm just wasting time there and it's better for me to get up and go play with the kids for a little while right yeah absolutely. Uh, so, Chris, there's so many resources out there. I, I read a small book a few years ago. Uh, it's a it's a little yellow book by Tim Challies, uh, and it's called "Do More Better." And it's a it's a book on productivity, and he offers just just some really nothing uh, earth shattering, uh, but it's profound in its simplicity. And so, right. I, I would recommend that book uh, for our listeners uh, to to put as a resource for getting more done, whether it's at home or at the office. Yeah, that's, that's great. We'll definitely put that, a link to that uh, below in the show notes. So you can definitely check it out. That's something you're interested in. 
I know there's a lot of people having to learn these lessons the quick way right now and uh, yes, sir. and you know unforeseen future right now. So there's a lot of people doing this, and hopefully we provide a little bit of tips, even if we struggle at them. We're we're always trying to figure them out. It's it's a constant learn and adjust and make changes, and then do it again every single day because. Some days will come up that'll be totally different. So we just have to be aware of that and, and be willing to call an audible, you know, and be willing That's to right. uh, adapt and evolve a little bit. So Jason this has been great, man. I appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you, Chris. 